Hi friends! This is the Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust podcast, where we will talk about all things Jesus and, I bet you guessed it, Disney. Together, we'll discover how the whole world of Disney can point us to the creativity, joy, and love of God, and why Disney can be a part of your family's legacy for years and years to come. For our family, God often shows up and reveals new things about himself to us through the Disney movies we watch on a Friday movie night, trips we take to Disney World together, and just in normal everyday conversations about life. And I know he can do the same for you. No matter where you are at in your faith journey, you've got a friend in me here at Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust. Now for today's episode. I think I wore my non-park hat for this. Wow. <laughs> Could that be a cold open? <laughs> to think I wore my non-park hat for this. Sure. Keep that in there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, my husband's losing it, guys. We're here. We've made it to the second episode and we have our first guest. Are you a guest? Technically, he's the producer. No, tech What do you call yourself? I haven't been given a title yet. Producer, editor, audio, um, engineer, mixer, whatever. Um, also, my husband and um, the guest, our first guest of the Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust podcast. And he's here and he doesn't have any idea what we're going to be talking about. So this is really fun for me because he doesn't have any idea what I'm going to ask him. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> A little you bit. Should, you should be. I asked for notes and she didn't give me anything. No, be, no. Be, well, first, well, first of all, you're running all the audio, so you already have that under your belt. Um, we have a baby monitor on to watch our child, so there's just a lot of things that you are already needing to watch. You need to just let me, like, just trust, trust, trust that I will guide the conversation. Okay. You got it. Thank you. Okay. So, um, I said in the first episode um, that I was going to have every guest pick a pair of ears. You have not, you have not picked a pair of ears. You've chosen not to wear ears. Um, would you like to care to explain yourself? I have lots of choices. Um, it's widely known that dads wear hats. Talk about that. Disney dads wear hats. Is that it's just a, a fact? It's is that an true. official stance? By me. Okay. I have no problem if you want to wear ears, but I yeah, just, just wear hats. Is that sure. your rule? No, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's my rule right now. Okay, so it's your rule. I prefer hats. Okay. Well, that's fine. They're really cool. Yeah. But are you making an official stance that Disney dad's listening? You wear hats? Listen, I'll still be your friend if you choose not to wear a hat. You choose to wear ears. That's that's fine. But you should wear a hat. Most of them have bows on them, too. I don't judge. Or maybe I do. I don't know. No, we don't. We don't. Everyone's welcome here at Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust. But I have overly supported your ear addiction. Meaning like, um, instead of trying to hide new ears from you, I send them to you. You send them to me on Instagram. And also, it was your idea to do the ear wall. Like, you were like, let's have an ear wall. So you haven't just like supported it. You, I would dare say, have encouraged it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't let you. Because you got this ear stand from me. You're like, how cool would this be for your ears? And I only had like enough for half and i was like oh well that looks silly so i'm gonna have to fill it and it's just kind of i also wouldn't let you buy amazon ears yeah sorry to everyone anyone who wears amazon ears i did stray i did go to mouse goal shop 
Um, because they were run, they were like I talked about it the first episode. They were running like a contest. They were like, name our ears, and I sent in. I was so embarrassing. I literally sent in probably twenty suggestions. <laughs> Only twenty? Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe more. I don't know. I was just like typing. I was just like feeling it. And she had another pair that the um whimsical wildflower ears i named those too i haven't ordered them yet but i need to wait i thought those were these no the whimsical wildflower are the different are different that was just like last week and she chose my name again i'm like what the heck but these are my main street barbie ears but anyway we're getting off topic here in the words of christian Steele, let's move on (laughs) well bobby can you do his can you do his voice let's move on (laughs) we're recording after bedtime um, I don't know if that's not really an important thing to know, but um, we almost didn't do this episode because we've been dealing with the parents out there will um, hopefully empathize with us. We are in the middle of a um, body training she regression. She said we supposed to tell people about that. Um, she announced it to her friends at the door last night, so <laughs> I think it's fine. And let's just be real. Joelle, if you're listening to this when you're older, honey... We promote honesty, and we're just going to talk about the real things on Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust. I almost forgot the name of my own podcast because that's how tired I am. But even though I'm tired, even though we are, like, so frustrated about it and just, like, ugh, it's just, like, up to our eyeballs in laundry and pee everywhere, just all the things. That's potty talk. I'm like, it is. You're right. You know what, though? I'm like, you know what? We should record this because we were going to Disney on Friday. But also, I was like, you know what? We need to sit down and do the podcast before because you can't report, record a podcast right after coming back from Disney because the Disney blues, if anyone understands what I'm talking about, like when you go to Disney and then you come home and you're like, oh, real life. <laughs> so I'm like, we need to go while we're just at least a little bit excited. So I'm like, you know what? We're pushing through. I was like pacing our room like, No. We will still be joyful. We are going to enjoy our trip. Even if I have to pack 20 extra pairs of underwear and do laundry at Disney. You know what? They have laundry rooms because we're not the only parents to ever deal with this. And you know what? We're not letting the enemy steal our joy. He's trying to steal our joy and be like, you know what? You're not going to have a good time. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, we are. No matter what. We're going to have a good time. Dang it. I I do declare. (laughs) Should we tell them the uh, cure for Disney blues or should we save it till the end? Oh, yes. Yes. We'll save it till the end. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Give that Give that tip to, like, cure the Disney. Yes. So, I don't know that it's a cure. It helps it, oh, mitigate. It, it helps mitigate it a little bit. Because you're still going to get it no matter what. Right. But, you can take it away. But, but to help significantly. Yeah. The cure for the Disney Blues is to make sure you have another trip booked before you get on <laughs> the bus back to the airport from your current trip. Yes. So, like, when you're on the Sunshine Flyer. Like, or you're a form of transportation. When are we coming back? Yeah, that's true. And I also saw that Disney is starting later this month. The There's an official name for it, and I can't remember, but where you get like a discount on your next trip if you book it before you leave. Oh, it's called like bounce back or something weird. Yeah. Essentially, it's the same. It's almost as high as people that have passes. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other thing I wanted to have you tell right off the bat, because I think it's hilarious, is can you tell the story from your perspective <laughs> about my pop socket? <laughs> Oh yeah, my Magic Kingdom. If anyone's seen my phone, um, it's recording right now. Um, but it's the Magic Kingdom fiftieth diamond. It's not real diamonds; it's plastic, golden black. But it's really pretty. It was for the fiftieth. We were on a trip, just the two of us. It was last February. It was like our couples trip, 
Um, and I got a new pop socket, and I've kept it since then. It's my longest mm-hmm. standing pop socket. But it's been on your phone for 15, 16 months. A long time. Um, and I love it. Um, Christian thinks it looks like the Tesla lo- logo, which is because it always spins upside down because it's yeah, it's weighted. hilarious. And it actually really bothers me when the castle's not upright. But anyway, um, tell a story about how <laughs> it went about you um, finding out how much it cost. So and Emily not knowing before she bought it. What? <laughs> That's not a new thing. <laughs> she laughed evilly. <laughs> um, so we had just gotten to. Coronado Springs, which is where we were staying on this trip. Which is, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, which is a good hotel if you're going for couples. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Yes. I have a lot of opinions. I'll save that for later. Um, But we had just gotten there, and we were getting ready to go to Disney Springs. Did I buy it from our hotel? So Coronado has a very large gift shop. And we were in there, and um, we just look at <laughs> something practical. Yeah, we were just like looking at the other stuff because it was just a couple trip, and we were shopping, and it was fun. And um, I don't know, we got like other fun Disney things as well too. And Emily's like, "I want to get this pop socket," and I look at the back of the thing, and part of the tag is like scratched a little bit, and I just don't look at it. I look at it super quick, mm-hmm. not very close. I was like, okay, four ninety nine. Great, sure. I don't whatever. even think you checked the price. Okay, that it's, that's different. You never told me that you checked the price. You told me that you you, you no. didn't tell me that part. I thought I was the only one that like was supposed to look at the price. Yes. Price. Well, no, that's part. That's true. And then at that point, you go and check out. Yeah. Because I went down, or I either left you, or I was looking at something else, and you went and checked out. And so we go down the down the hall and eat lunch and you hand me the receipt and I look at it and it was like 80 bucks or whatever. I was like, Hmm, that seems a little strange. Like I know things are expensive here, but we got like a bottle of sunscreen and like a pen or something like the, not enough to add up in my mind, 80 bucks. <laughs> and I look and Emily's pop socket shows 49 99. And I immediately think <laughs> this is a mistake. They must've rang up two of them. Like I could see it being something different, whatever. And I look at her, the back of the thing, a little bit closer, and it says forty nine ninety nine. And I said, Emily, when they rang this up, did you not notice that it was fifty bucks, or that your four items or whatever they were cost eighty dollars? <laughs> She's like, I actually had no idea how much the entire order cost until right now. No, I didn't. Have, I don't know why. I was, I, I was just so high on being alone with you, babe. Like I was just sure. so happy to be there. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Um, which makes sense. It was the fiftieth pop socket, so it was fifty dollars. But it should have been fifty, like five zero zero zero. But whatever. Anyway, so that just kind of sums up our personalities perfectly, though. Like when we're at Disney, I feel like we're a me- we're that meme where it's like the wife like goes off the handles, like lo- loses all sense of responsibility. It's kind of me. I'm just like swept up in the magic. Yeah, something like that. You're swept up in the magic too. Okay, whatever. Um, okay. Um, speaking of memes, what's your favorite Disney meme you've seen lately? Just briefly, briefly, like off the top of your head, just describe the, your favorite one you've seen so far. Because this is like what married couples do. Maybe it's just us, but what like we'll sit next to each other <laughs> and send each other memes back and forth. <laughs> and most of them, mine, my algorithms got screwed up. Mine's all Taylor Swift now because Speak Now, Taylor's version just released. Whoop, whoop. Um, so my algorithm is all screwed up now. I got to get it back to like the Disney stuff now, but it should be okay. We're (laughs) taking that out. 
We're editing that out. No hate on Taylor Swift. You know I love her. Um, no, but like your favorite Disney meme that you meme that you've seen lately. Just don't think about it too much. Just off the top of your head. John Darcy sent me the one yesterday of the people that are in Venice, Italy, and I can't remember the tower. And they're looking at it. He's like, and the guy's like, I mean, it's it's beautiful and everything, but. They have this at Epcot. We could yeah. have just spent half day at Epcot. Or like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. They have this at Epcot too. Yeah. <laughs> I and I like that one, one because I've definitely said like, that before. His friends are like, you got to stop doing this. You got to stop doing this. Oh my God. I'm slightly proud that Joelle has went around and told people, I've been to Paris. It's at Epcot. Yeah. She's and she not fully been, believes that's not Paris. I've been to Paris, but she's been to Paris. You know she I mean? fully believes that's Paris. You know what I mean? And I'm okay with her believing that. Yeah. Um, so should we tell the story about how we, uh, a few nights ago we sat at this very table and fought about our our, tra- our trip plans for the weekend? <laughs> why do we get why do we get so agitated about trip plans? It's because we're both type A. Like we're both like we both have the best plan. We both think we have the best ideas. Yeah. We got to the end of planning this trip, and and you want to know what? Emily was like, "We should have recorded that." And I was like, "Actually, that would have been kind of funny." And you want to know what though? Um, it actually like the trip probably won't go like that at all because no. it never does. Because you can't factor in things like weather and like Joelle might change her mind about things she wants to do. And you know what? Totally fine. But if you go in, I'm of the mind. If you go in at least with the plan of like what you want to do, it's more successful for me. Um, and just my history with with different things and. <clears throat> things I haven't really talked about on the podcast, but my future episodes, um, figuring out like when our meals are going to be and like planning those out and making sure like we're getting, like we're not just leaving that to chance. Like that was really important to me this trip because last trip it was kind of hard to like figure out like by the time everyone was really hangry and being like, okay, where are we going to eat? Okay, we're at Magic Kingdom. There's not that many options here except for the cheeseburger egg rolls that you found on, where'd you find them? I don't remember the page, but somewhere on Instagram. Okay, just say Instagram. Sure. Yeah, you found it on Instagram. Um, so anyway, um, now we sat here <laughs> and planned that trip out, planned that trip out. But we've gotten to the point like where we're pretty good at planning out trips because we have such a great planner. Do you want to shout out Christy? We'll both shout out Christy because we love her. Maybe it's because she's cousins with Mallory. You know, I just feel whatever, like I know her. Um, but anyway, we love Christy Sully Travel. Is that yeah. her official Instagram? Her official travel Instagram. Um, so we love her. She's she's she planned the first Joel's first trip for us and has pretty much done everyone since then. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done. Gabby Jones did our couples getaway trip and that yeah. and she sent us to Coronado, which was actually really great too. Moving on. I wanted to talk a little bit because the first episode is obviously my perspective on how the podcast got started, but it was about like two years ago we started kind of talking about this stuff and it really wasn't a podcast at that point but do you remember like when i first brought it up to you or do you brought it up to me like like your perspective of this whole idea concept of like jesus and disney like i want to hear what you what what you remember so i don't know that i have recollection of exact details of anything meaning like no but like when did you yeah. know it was going to be a thing and yeah. like when did you know like aha it should be a podcast um but I also, but anytime, all the way back to like, I think pretty soon after we met you, like I, Frozen came out the year we met, mm-hmm. and I think we went to see that around Christmas time the year we met mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And I think even then, you 
started kind of drawing parallels and I'm sure that you'll get into more of what that looks like when you start, when you have movie episodes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously as we went on with life, like that hadn't changed and that hadn't stopped. And then once we became fully obsessed, <laughs> uh, um, it, and once we had Joelle too, and she was yeah. very much into it. Yeah. Um, the, the lines between like the things that we loved and the sacred just kind of blurred even more. Yeah. Um, which they should, I yeah. think, you know? Um, well, that's and, the whole point of this podcast. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, especially when we, when we would watch something with Joel and, you know, you would, I would be working or whatever. And after whatever movie you guys were watching, I'd hear you like explaining things and like, Hey, this is kind of like how Jesus loves us or whatever and how mm-hmm. it fits together. And, um, you just had a lot of really, you had a lot of Holy Spirit inspiration with the thoughts that were coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that it was, while it was most important for Joel, that there's a lot of other people that could benefit from that too. Yeah. Totally. I have no idea how we got from that point to this point. I don't remember. <laughs> I know you started talking about it more. I don't remember who suggested podcast first, but when we did, it stuck. I think it was you. It may have, yeah. Because I, I didn't know any other medium, honestly, that would work. Like a blog, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even, I don't know how. Because you've done lots of blog things before. But. Yeah, and I just didn't feel like I was going to be able to do that. And But podcasting felt really out of out of my comfort zone, too. I was like, I can't be a podcaster. But for somehow for this topic that needed to be more than just a blog post or, you know, needed to be something like um, that you could really dive deep in, which is which is great because the, you can have as many episodes as you want to go mm-hmm. as deep as you want. Um, but you bugged me like every week, basically. Like you had a list of like everything I needed. Like you bugged me and I was dragging my feet a little bit. Why were you so adamant about me doing it? Like I was getting super irritated with you about it. Like I refused to set up this room. I <laughs> refused to do anything. Like why were you so adamant like i knew that i knew that it was something that you needed to do um both for you and for our family and for other people as well yeah um so if you're other people at any point from now till the future (laughs) um that's part of this and i i so first of all i knew like for you that this was going to be the right creative outlet for you yeah um Talking about Jesus Be- and Disney. <laughs> because when you had these things, like, you wanted to get them out somehow. Like, you were, like, antsy. Because you tell Joelle and you tell me, but then you'd be like, how can I tell more people? Yeah. Um, how do people not get it? And sometimes that was on Instagram, and sometimes that was and in Kato, a blog post. And, and sometimes was deeply spiritual. Come on, people! Yeah. And some, <laughs> sometimes it was just all over the place. And, you know, you didn't really have a way to say, like, how do I succinctly... Yeah. Give people these revelations or show yeah. people these revelations. So um, that's why I pushed for it. Yeah. And then because I don't know how to do anything halfway, that's, that's why yeah. it looks like this. So. Oh, no. Like he doesn't do anything halfway. I was like, I was like, I was like fully prepared to like do a voice memo on my phone in the, in the closet, like really, really gritty. And Mitchell's like, no, like he made us, took us to the professional level that we are at now. 
<laughs> I, I dialed it back. This is about fifty percent of what I was originally gonna do. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, let's just let's just slow we'll down a little bit. Um, okay. So I want to I want to um, uh, pull one of the threads that we talked about, or that you mentioned, or that you started to talk about, um, because I think it made me think about how, like you know, like we like I was getting these thoughts and like sharing them with Joelle and using them as teaching moments, and I was like, oh, this feels like really important and in this like this movie illustrated something really great like let's talk about it but I feel like um I feel like Christians um because we are Christian I mentioned in the first episode I gave my testimony we are Christians we are spirit-filled believers um I feel like Christians kind of fall into this camp of either boycotting Disney just for various reasons, like they their movies are spiritual in the wrong way, or they're too woke as a company. <laughs> they are this and they're that. And I just knew, like, I just knew that wasn't us. Like, mm-hmm. I, we never felt that way about Disney. Like, I'm not saying they're a Christian company, but we never felt, we never got the ick. No. <laughs> but no. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and for some reason, and neither I just, of our families are that way either. No, so, yeah. no, both of our families grew up going to Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, um, n- we didn't really, f- we didn't really ever feel that like, we didn't ever really like have that conviction of like, oh, we need to boycott Disney movies or we need to cut out Disney or we need to not go to Disney or whatever. <clears throat> like our appreciation for all things Disney, like I, I felt like that was unique. Um, and that it was just wasn't wrong or in contradiction with our faith. Like the, like things that I was explaining to Joelle, I'm like, yeah, Frozen 2 is not a Christian movie, but like I didn't feel like it was a contradiction to Jesus or to things of the spirit to to draw those parallels to her. Um, like they were deeply connected. Yeah. Like um, emotional things they talk, touch on. And I'll talk about that more in like future episodes about like the Encanto family dynamic and, um, you know, the trauma in Frozen 2 or the, you know, like this, like, you know, Elsa's whole journey and Anna's whole journey, just like all these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so good. These are so good, even though they're not Christian um, or made, you know, made to be overtly Christian. So like you have this one camp of like, you know, we're Christian, so we're boycotting Disney or like we have this conviction about boycotting Disney. That That, that wasn't really us. But also we know that not everyone who loves Disney knows Jesus. So, um, like our hope for this podcast, really, I mean, I talked about in the first episode about like, I just need a way to get these things out for my kids and for as part of like, a legacy of sorts, but like, just to like illustrate what we see when we watch these movies and what we see when we go to Disney and and all these things, like what we see and how it illuminates who Jesus really is. Um, and, and it illuminates like the real parts of our faith and, um, Sometimes that does contradict what you see in modern Christianity, yeah. which is the whole point, you know? Like, do you ever think about, like, would Jesus be called woke these days? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, everyone throws that word around. But, it's but like, it's like, you know, it it does sometimes step on the toes of, like, things that you would have heard growing up in a conservative church or, you know, something that you would have been taught that was really legalistic or religious. and um. So anyway, yeah, it's interesting to explore those things. So my hope for the my hope for the podcast was to bridge the two. Like, okay, we obviously love Disney, but we obviously love Jesus. And um, 
you know, people at Disney, people like have this creative gift. I believe it's mm-hmm. a creative gift. It's an anointing, even whether they are using it for the Lord or not. It's a gift to create in the way that they do and to tell stories in the way they do, they do and all of that. Um, they're creating these things that we can draw parallels from, I believe. And um, it steps on the toes sometimes of things that people are creating in the church that don't necessarily represent Jesus, <laughs> you know? So um, people will argue and say, oh, that's that doesn't represent Jesus. That's not a Christian movie. Well, I get that. But like some things that are happening in Christian world aren't representing Jesus. Yeah. Like the real Jesus yeah. either. So, um, you know, Becca and I talked about this, about how you like don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You're like, yeah, it's not a Christian movie. Yeah, it's not a Christian company. Yeah, it's not this, not that, whatever. <clears throat> but have you seen some of the Christian programming? Like, what are some good Christian programs for kids? There's a handful of them, maybe. Yeah. But some of, some of those even are problematic. Like, I'll be watching them, and I'm like, that's that's not it. That's yeah. not it either. So anyway, I digress on that point. Um, but it was it was really when we started watching them with Joelle. Like, Frozen 2 and Encanto, I remember specifically. And I was like, okay, this is a point of view to share. Because like, this isn't, like, what people are generally talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to, the like, these movies. Oh, the music's great, or oh, whatever. It's not necessarily like the parallels between like our faith in Jesus and these stories. So I'm like, this is unique. Like, I want to talk about this for Joelle, one, um, and any future kids. But also, like, yeah, let's let's share it. Anyway, so that's kind of where the podcast came from. Um, I want to hear from you because you you mentioned it. Um, you grew up with some Disney movies, not all, some. Uh, you went as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your experience with Disney um, growing up? Like what or when did I want to hear from your perspective when the love for Disney really set in? Yeah, I. <clears throat> it's going to be much later on than in your story. Um, did you like Disney as a kid? I liked going. So I went to Disney when I was like really young a couple of times. I yeah. think like maybe uh, this was probably not the right years, but I was like two, three and five maybe. So I have a couple of I think, core memories from those things. Like I remember certain things. I remember the baseball pool. I um, that was when I was like ten or twelve. Okay. Um, I went that time, but um, I remember like I remember uh, birthday cake castle. Oh, which I wish you didn't. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, I remember when they used to have Toontown in uh, Magic yes. Kingdom. Yes, I remember. MGM. Like, these are, like, old things. Oh, when it like, was MGM. Yes. Yep. My mom still sometimes refers to it as MGM. Your mom does, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that was... Indiana Jones. Well, yeah. That, and that's still there today. Yeah. Um, and they've doubled down on it now. Yeah. Um, what, used to, what else used to be there? They used to have the... So, this was actually about 10 years later, but then they had the stunt... Like, the backyard the stunt, stunt show. show. Yeah. Um, that came out in... I remember going early two thousands. I remember going to that at Disneyland. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I never been so you Disney. went as a kid, but yeah. it, like, and you liked it, but it wasn't like. No, I thought it was, I always liked it, and I thought it was cool, and and I liked it when we went back when I was like twelve as well yeah. too. 
But then you didn't go again until you and I went as adults. No, the next the next time I went would have been when we went for that one day around Christmas of 2014. Yeah, I alluded to it a little bit on the first episode. I don't remember. I don't remember much that about that time of about that time of life. I don't remember. Like I remember we were at Disney, but I don't remember anything about it except that it was really crowded. We couldn't do anything. That was. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other reasons why we were there then, but practically, that was the hottest day and the most crowded day I've ever been to Disney World. I know. And it was like, I don't remember it, thank God, because I feel like I was just in a walking around in a daze. I mean, it was like, for those that are confused about why I would, wouldn't remember, it was like a month, maybe a month and a half after my dad had passed away. <clears throat> it was our first Christmas without him. So we decided that it needed to be completely different. We went to Florida. Um, so it was you and me and my family. Was, I think it was December 27th or something like that, that, that we, which is one of Disney's busiest yeah, weeks of the it year. It was like a couple days after Christmas. Yeah. Um, and we were all just like, I mean, it was, it was fun. Um, and it was good to be together and we were smiling and laughing at that point, but everyone was still a little bit like, it was really fresh and raw. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't remember much about that trip to be honest. These are from that trip. Yes, the, yes, these pink ears. Yep, I got those. And my mom got her first pair of um, the classic minis that she gave to me because she never uses them. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, um, that was the next time I went. Yeah. I and was then, surprised at how much I still remembered about it, even though I hadn't been there in that many years. That's crazy thing about Disney. It's a phenomenon I can't explain because you, like, I was the same way. Like, I would remember things so vividly. I'm like, i knowing exactly where things are. Like, and being like, I haven't been here in years. How do I remember? It's a Disney phenomenon. It just like sticks in your mind. Um, and then after that, we, um, Jared and McKenna. Okay, I want them to come on the podcast and tell the story. Yeah, because it was actually really amazing. We were. We we um, didn't. We weren't. We were very glad to go, but yes, it we, was very much they were making it happen for us. Yeah, we were not annual pass holders. <laughs> Um, We were not anywhere close to being annual pass holders. We were just newly married. We were spending all of our money on therapy for Mm -hmm. me because I was so broken um, and sad. And so we were just like pinching pennies at that point. Um, And they wanted us to come on their friend's friend's cation, they called it, to Disney. And so um, they graciously took us with them in the – I can't say the name of the van, but the the van – that Jared Runyon used to drive or still well, maybe does some to that they things. borrowed from his brother's car lot. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what we used to Oh call yeah. It? it was, I don't think the door is locked. It was very much beaten down. I'm surprised it made it all the way there. And the back. license plate was like, we got pulled over because the license, the license plate, plate wasn't mounted. Right. It yeah. Was, it was, but it was so yeah. fun. Like it was so fun going on that. But you want to talk and, about how to do Disney on a, on a budget. That's, you can do Disney on a budget. We went oh, to the yeah. parks for one day and we were there for four days. Yeah. And we had a blast. And we had a blast because yeah. we, we did things outside the parks. We went to Disney Springs, which I had never been to Disney Springs I'd never before. Been to, I may have been there once, but I did not remember it. used it. to be downtown Disney. So mm-hmm. I hadn't been to it since it was Disney Springs. And so they took us to Disney Springs. We went to the Edison the first time. We went to, like, we went pool hopping. <laughs> yeah, that was when you could... You weren't supposed to, but you still you could much easier, easier get into the pool. So like one of the days we, we went, went to, to the we went, went to, Polynesian. to the Polynesian pool. Yeah. Um you could not do that anymore today. Yeah. Um unless you were very sly. Yeah. Um so we just did a lot of fun like things. So doing Disney on a budget, I need to have 
I need to I need to have them come on the podcast yeah. and talk about all kinds of things. And we did that one more time with them too, but I think that was when I learned like how how much to appreciate it because Jared took you under his wing and said, "Hey, just to like just to see the amount of intentionality and thought that yeah. goes into the parks." Yeah. And how like not if there's something you can think about, they thought about it at least 10 times. Yeah. Um, well, you're a how things work person. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I like when people do things right. I yeah. don't like when people do things halfway. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. And yeah. that's like the baseline of where Disney starts for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, that was that was when we started. And then we went again with them. You're a big Walt fan. Yeah. We went a couple years later and more of the same. We did the same thing where we did, bought one park ticket and went. Mm-hmm. It was for we, RJ's birthday. Yeah, we rope dropped and didn't leave Magic Kingdom until after 1 a.m. Yeah. And so, okay, let's talk about that trip because that was RJ's birthday trip to Orlando. I was pregnant. I was like five weeks pregnant. So not a lot of people knew. I was. We were wanting to take pictures and people kind of found out because we were doing things for that. Um, but yeah, we rope dropped. I was sick. Do you remember that? I was like mm. not feeling good. You would have been, yeah, um, a month and a half. I was pregnant, just yeah. starting to feel sick. I do remember sick, you we threw were... up in the in the bathroom that's right at the front of Hollywood, Hollywood Studios. Studios. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 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 That would have been about halfway through the day. You also rode Flight of Passage that day. I know. I know. That was the first I did... time we did that. I was brand new then. I did things that they were like pregnant women shouldn't ride. I don't even think I thought about it when I was like. I think I that got, would be fine. I got on it, and then I got off and saw that, and I'm like, oh, no, I felt so guilty. Like, I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, it's, it should be fine. I didn't even think about it. But anyway, um, Jamal's fine, everybody. She turned out fine. Um, but um, so we did – so I talked in the first episode about how we got our ears embroidered, and that was the mm-hmm. first thing that I got that said mom on it. Did you have an emotional, an emotional reaction to seeing dad on yours, or was it kind of like not real yet? It was, I don't know that it was real yet. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that it was ever real until we had Joelle. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like it was obviously it was real. Like things, yeah. we were pregnant and <laughs> like it was real, but. It didn't sink in. It's, it's, it was different. Yeah. Um. So I also remember that was the first time because when we went previously with the Runyons, it was wishes, um, fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um. So this was the first time we Which saw. Which I found a. Like schedule from 2006, and it was still wishes. It's been wishes for a long time. Yeah, I found one of those. Apparently, when I was a kid, I saved everything. Yeah, so I still have all the park maps and all the. That's hilarious, Mom. They're somewhere in my old room. Oh, you, we should ever dig them out of your old room. I found my old the, the uh, autograph book from then too. That's so cute. Um, that trip was the first time we saw happily ever after. They weren't doing the projections. No, yet. they were. But it they just... weren't as they weren't as intense. They weren't on Main Street, were they? No, that didn't start until the fiftieth. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, but yes, they were doing it on the castle. Uh, that's what I meant. I meant like the projections down Main Street. So anyway, we're standing there. I'm pregnant. Have been running around all day, so I'm tired. I'm hormonal. I'm emotional, and I'm watching Happily Ever After, and it says it's like when Anna's song comes on. Um, say good, say goodbye to the pain of the past. We don't have to feel it anymore. I like. You could blame it on the hormones, but, like, I cry at Disney fireworks anyways, but that was a different level. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, this is so – this is touching me. This is moving me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, like, 
I was overcome with emotion, just like sobbing. And then it's the you'll be in my heart montage where it's like the moms and their baby montage where it's like Dumbo and his mom and it's like Tarzan and it's like all these different movies like with like family members. And I'm just like pregnant holding my non-existent belly and just being like, oh my gosh, our little chia seed. Um, And afterwards, RJ looks over at me. He's like, you okay, Emily? Because I think people thought like, because I was crying on the level, like people might have thought something was wrong. Yeah. But is that embarrassing to you when I cry at the fireworks? Not is anymore. It, is it <laughs> It used to be? No. It wasn't. Um, no. It's not? No. It's fine. <laughs> okay. You don't want to go into any more of that? <laughs> okay. Anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so Joel's first trip in September and the hurricane. Um, what are your thoughts? I want to hear what you think of Joel's first trip. I mean, it was magical. Thank you, Christy. Yeah. I mean, so since that then, we had, we, you and I had went back again. And I think during the pandemic, for some reason, I opened the Disney parks vault and I got a lot more interested in the parks themselves. So, yeah. Well, it's because when you, we first had Joelle, you watched Imagineering. That was a great way for Joelle to sleep. The Imagineering she was like series. Two months old. You watched it on Disney mm-hmm. Plus. She needed to sleep for sixty minutes. There were sixty minute episodes. So Which a- Disney Plus was a great. They have a, they have a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. Has really fostered our love. So Disney Plus is amazing. Yep. But anyway, um, so we went we went yeah. in February, mm-hmm. and that was the trip where you bought the very expensive pop song. Yes, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Um, <laughs> which it's right there, actually, on the back of her phone, haunting you. Um. I was $50. I was $50. It's fine. You've gotten your money's worth and you're going to put it on your next phone too. So I really have. Anyway. Um, where was I going with this? Joel's first trip. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we got more interested then. And that's actually when we were like, okay, we're going to buy an annual pass, but they wouldn't sell us one for another year and a half. We asked them every time we went after that, being like, I had no shame. I walked right into the office and I was Will like, you sell me an annual pass. Like, please? What can you do to give me a pass? They're like, sorry, we don't know anything. Like, moved to Florida. I was like, sorry. Ugh, yeah. At this point, Joelle is very much obsessed with Mickey Mouse and Mickey and Minnie were her favorite for the longest time. They and spoiler alert, they still are. Um, Minnie's her favorite princess. She I'm says repeatedly, Minnie is her favorite princess. That's amazing. Um, I mean, Minnie's the boss of all the other princesses, of course. Um, and I th- one of the one of the things I actually remember about that trip is that we uh, video called her. Just like when she woke up in the morning and we were in Magic Kingdom. This is before you could meet the characters again. Yeah. And they were like six or 12 feet behind you. Yeah. So we were standing there and Mickey and Minnie were behind us. And Joelle was like. like Starstruck. Like couldn't believe they were real. They're real. Like I can. Yeah. She like. I, to her. She only knew that they were on TV. Yeah. They were still through a phone to her. But she flipped out when she realized that they were right, real. That we were with them. So, like, we went home from that trip, and the excitement to take her back in September was palpable. I was yeah. like, I could not wait. And planning that whole trip with Christy was literally like a dream. I know some mm. people think it's really stressful, which is, spoiler alert, why you should use a travel agent, because you're, you, you're using one anyway. Whether you want or not. Anyway, we'll talk about that more in future episodes. But planning that trip with her was a dream. Like, thinking about where we wanted to eat. And Art of Animation was, I feel like it was a perfect hotel. For a family. I loved the cars area. Like the different areas of art mm-hmm. of animation is just so well done. Like you talk, you talk about things being well done. Art of animation is well done. 
Yeah. Um, and going through the lobby and like all the like the the animations and the drawings, like the sketches and where things started, like that's just super interesting to me. And they have their own mug. My art of animation mug is like one of my favorite mugs. Yeah, even for a kid going to Disney, Value Resort is the way to go because yes, I agree. They won't care if if the if it's a hotel or an outside entrance. They will care if there's a giant Mickey outside their door. Right. I agree. Or if their room is themed like Little Mermaid or Cars. Yeah. or you know, They will remember that. And that is something that Christy did tell us. Is like yeah. for kids, it's better to do that because they're so like over the top Disney versus like you stay somewhere like the Polynesian. It's It feels like you're Luckily, they've somewhere. started to re- pull more stuff in now. Like Polynesian is very Moana themed now. But right. it's still not as loud yeah. as. But it's just like they're, they're more subtle. Mm-hmm. It's like. They're, they're more immersive in, like, so the Polynesian has that theme. Grand Floridian has its own theme. You know, Wilderness Lodge and all those things, like um, Animal Kingdom Lodge, you know. Which, trivia for you. What? Contemporary. What is it? Incredibles. <clears throat> you think you can school me? No, sir. Anyway, but, like. Not all like, I feel like most. I feel like, in general, this is a broad sweep, sweeping statement. In general, the value resorts. And Christy did tell us that, so I and I feel like that's been true for us. They're just more overtly, like obvious, over the top, giant Mickey. Um, like Joelle goes to Pop Century. We go to Pop Century. That's where we stay most of the time. We go, and she has the fold down bed, and she calls it her Pluto bed because Pluto is in the bed, like it folds down. It's like a it's a Murphy bed. Murphy bed. Um, and she calls it her Pluto bed, and it's just you know. Um, so, okay, let's talk quickly about the Christmas trip because that was supposed to be a surprise that I sniffed out (laughs) unintentionally, unintentionally. We were in Minnesota for Thanksgiving. It was honestly very innocent. We were in Minnesota for Thanksgiving. I had no inkling whatsoever. I was checking when our flight home was and I saw it in my Southwest app because you had tried to lock me out. Do you want me to tell you all the things I did to... Not really, because okay. you've told me them are before. But like, but like, I know, like you logged me out of my accounts. You told Christy not to send me things. You tried to tell Disney not to send me things. Like, honestly, like you, you went above and beyond to keep it hidden from me. I locked Emily. I changed Emily's Southwest password so she couldn't get into her app. But you locked me into yours. <laughs> or no? I, well, we have it. We have we have a shared we password. Have one password. You know, we can so we can share passwords. And every yeah. now and then, she needs my account for things, so she can see my Southwest password. She used my password to log in. Not mm-hmm. like she just it popped up and said, "Do you want to use this one?" And hers wasn't there, so she clicked mine, um, just because it's Southwest, and it went in, and there was the flight. Yeah. So it showed that, but it showed that we had a flight to Orlando, and I'm like, "Oh, this can't be right." And then I was like thinking through. I was like, "What the heck?" I was really confused. But then I remember previously that week I had gotten an email saying like your Disney World trip or something, and I thought it was an error. I thought it was just like a spam email, like from our September trip because we had like an extra ticket from the hurricane. And I was like, things kind of got a little wonky. Like I thought it was maybe from that. So I didn't think anything of it. But then when I saw the flight, I was like, Oh no, what did he do? So then I was like, I did something I shouldn't have. And I opened up my Disney world app, my, my Disney experience. And I saw that I had a park reservation and I said, yeah, cause I couldn't hide one. There was one park thing I couldn't hide from you. It said we were going to Hollywood studios and I'm like, Hmm, he's doing something. Then I texted you. I said, what did you do? I had hidden everything. I had hidden the party tickets, the hotel reservation, okay, so, everything like that. Yeah. So tell everyone Christy what your did plan all of that. Was. Tell yeah. everyone what your plan was. Like, why did you do that? Um. So we obviously, like, we wanted to go back, of course. Um. 
And we had always said Christmas would be like a really fun time to be there. They Disney goes over the top for Christmas, and we love that kind of stuff. Christmas at Disney. Um, I mean, I said it on the first episode. What like it exceeded my expectations. Like the Snope on Main Street. Snope. Like I don't know if I've ever heard know. it called that before, but that's what it is. I don't know. Well, I saw that on a shirt. Yeah. It's so Snow, true. No, but it's soap. Um. But it was just more magical than I even thought. Like the Christmas music when you walk in, the trees, the decorations, like main the Main Street Parade, being able to be there late. Like, oh my gosh. Everything about being there, there at Christmas exceeded my expectations. It was the best Christmas gift ever. I told Mitchell like years ago, it was on my bucket list to go to Disney at Christmas. And he, being the sweetest husband he is, decided to try and surprise me, which, bless your heart, <laughs> I'm really hard to surprise. This um, year she knows. And it's... June yes. and we have yes. tickets. Yeah, so. yeah. Okay, so we we took Joelle for the first time, and then it was Christmas. We kind of decided like this is going to be our thing or like our tradition. Like yeah. Christmas, we're going to go. But I think we kind of actually decided too that Disney was like going to be our our place, and like we've taken several trips other places, mm-hmm. and like things will go wrong, <laughs> or we'll try to go like. Remember I took us to the Great Wolf Lodge and Joel got sick and we were like literally. Yeah, no one could have controlled that. But yeah, but, I get what you, what I get what you mean. Is, but what yeah. I'm saying is we've taken several other trips, other places, mm-hmm. and we look at each other and we're like, why did we do this? Why didn't we just go to Disney? Like stuff like this doesn't happen at Disney World. And like it's we're half joking because of course it does. Like Disney trips aren't perfect either. But we always just like say, why do we go anywhere else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nowhere okay. is easy to is easy to get to, is easy to be at. Yeah. As as seamless as it yeah. can be, if you let it be that. Yeah. Well, and if you go into it with right expectations, yeah. too. Like, we talked about, like, earlier, like, having a plan going in. But you have to kind of hold those plans loosely and be like, you know what? You also have to decide if you want to run at full speed and try to do everything. Or you want to pick a couple things and then sit on the hub grass for a couple hours. Right. So, like, in September, for instance, Joel's first trip, we ran hard. Because yeah. we had five days and then the hurricane came. Christmas. Oh yeah, that's right. When we knew it was coming, so we like tried. We, we didn't know pushed. how many days we were gonna get. We stayed late. So. We pushed. We pushed and pushed, and it was amazing. But um, I called Christy halfway through and said, "Okay, I think we're gonna move our park day," and she's like, "Close the park down. Get off the phone. Go enjoy it." Um, but anyway, and, and for Christmas, it was completely different because we were like, "Let's just we've we've seen it. We've done it. We've done a lot of things. Let's just savor." Mm-hmm. There were two completely different trips, but we loved them both. So anyway, you just have to kind of decide. What mode you want to be in. But Which that savoring mode is what we tend to end up in more than anything else. This last this last time we were there, yeah. Joelle wanted to ride a lot more rides and we kind of supported that. But yeah. I feel like if you if you want to savor, you have to be intentional. Yeah. Because there are so many things you could do that you don't realize how tired and, and you don't realize how tiring and exhausted you'll get, which is fine. I mean, part of going to Disney is being tired and your feet hurting, right? Mm-hmm. And feeling like you have you didn't get it, weren't able to do it all. Um, but to like have some of those savoring moments where you sit on the hub grass and eat ice cream for a half hour and take a break or whatever, um, or go back to your hotel and enjoy the pool and like you're not in the park for a little bit. Um, you know, you just have to be intentional about making time for those things. But anyway, um, you said something recently. You said, um, I can't remember when you said it, but um, I want you to unpack it from your perspective. You said, our family just thrives at Disney. And it's interesting that you say that because in our family, you are the saver. 
So, like, you hate mm. spending money. But somehow, like, Disney ain't cheap. Like, Disney no. is an investment that you are totally worth, like, totally willing to make. Like, you bought us annual passes. Like, totally worth it to you. Why is that? Why yeah. do you think? Why do you think our family thrives there? Except character dining. You hate character meals, but I love them. <laughs> That's a topic for a different day. <laughs> Wait, I don't no, I hate them. You... I actually think they're, I think, I like them, <laughs> but I also think you have, it's, it's tough with a kid, yeah. especially if you want to eat. Well, why would you do them without kids? They're obviously for kids. Oh, no, 100%, but it's like. <laughs> It, you have to go into it with the expectation that I'm probably not going to get to eat anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, which is fine. But September we did we overkill. It was overkill. September I think we had a character meal every day. Yeah, and it was too much. We <laughs> yeah. when we go now we do like we actually do like one reservation maybe per trip yeah. as opposed to one every day. Okay, but anyway, Disney is is expensive. Mm-hmm. It's. Sorry to burst anyone's bubble. No, it's it's not cheap. You can do it on a budget, but it is an investment. It is an investment. Mm-hmm. If you go to Disney's site and you're not familiar with it and you just say, I want to go for a week, tell me what to pay, it will be a lot more than you think. Mm-hmm. Also, it's probably not exactly what you need. And, um, I mean, we'll have people that will help you get there on whatever budget you have, but that... If if you go into it with the right mindset, it will be an investment in your family's future. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, it won't be like wasted money. It won't right. be the cheapest vacation. It won't be like going camping, you know, on Lake Hickory. Yeah. But it will be it it's something that your family will remember forever. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. I mean, if you go into it with the intentionality to like have those savoring moments and have your expectations, you know, yeah. in check. And that's why working with the travel agent is so helpful because she really helped us manage our expectations going in the first time, I feel like, which is part of what made it so successful. But but also we were able to kind of say, like, this is the number we have to spend. Um, yeah. You know, it, but at the same time, we talked about earlier, we went when we were first married, we had – just basically nothing like we split every meal we ate off the kids menu yeah you can do that kind of stuff if that's all you got and we still loved it and you still have we still have those memories from then yeah um so you can go at any budget if you're willing to make it work yeah Um, totally totally for for whatever reason it's it has just become all three of like our entire family all three of us our favorite place um meaning when you have a family, like usually you have some person that likes to go camping and some person that likes to sit on a beach and it's like no one. And then no, I do like the beach, but yeah, yes. like not hating on beaches or camping. Well, maybe hating on camping a little bit. Cause why would you do that? <laughs> um, but the point is you that no one at Disney <laughs> yes. wilderness campground. <laughs> not for me. Um, the point is, is that usually families have things that, they do, and it's like it's not everyone's favorite thing, but Disney yeah. is our favorite thing. All three of us, mm-hmm. I can say extremely confidently that it is. Yeah. I mean, there's because there's something for everyone. Yes, there's a way for everyone to get something that they like. Yeah, and um, so that's that's the first part. Like, like we're all generally excited 
mm-hmm. to go there. Mm-hmm. When we're there, it's immediately like this is the three of us as a family, mm-hmm. as a full family unit, just reconnecting in whatever way we need. Yeah, it. whether if it's from yeah, whether if it's um, a, some form of rest, whether if it's some form of reconnecting. It's not restful, but it's restful. Yeah, your body will be tired, but your mind won't be. Right. Um, your heart's full. Yes. Um, so if it's reconnecting through, you know, being able to rest together or to recharge together or whatever it is, we all love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I think that in and of itself is unique. Yeah. That that's that's true. Um, also, I I make this joke every time I go, but. When you're there, I always say things run on pixie dust, and I mostly mean three-year-olds run on pixie dust. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how tired Joelle is, she loves every minute of it, even if it's one in the morning. She's been up for all day. Yeah. Um, and it's there's just some like magic in the reconnection time. Yeah. Like so some that- like some of the times that we've sat on the hubgut grass <clears throat> late at night, and Joelle's just kind of like walking around, looking at the castle. Sometimes she'll go get her own little personal photo session with the photo pass photographers that are usually there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I are just kind of sitting there talking, like, and it's dark and it's like it's finally cooled off after a, a long hot day. Like, there's not many better moments than that on this side of heaven, you know? Aww. But I love that. So it's the intentional family time, like the totally. intentional family time, and the and like the core memories, you know, we're making. Yeah. Yeah. Like I totally. fully believe that. Joelle will remember running around the hubgrass while the Christmas lights are on and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Which, okay, this is totally side note, but sitting in the hubgrass, do you remember at Christmas when the castle changed? It had jingle bells. Like, the jingle bells would go and then it would change. Every the 10 minutes. So cool. So cool. I'll, I'll never forget that. Sitting there and, like, watching the castle change, like, three times and being like, we're not in a hurry. We're just enjoying it. Oh, man. Okay. So this kind of piggybacks off of that, but what and What's an aspect of being at Disney World specifically that feels deeply spiritual to you? Is it that that family piece and like reconnecting and just being present? There are probably several, and I think I would maybe give different answers at different days. Um, the one that I was thinking about right now is I, outside of just being like, outside of the way that we connect as a family like we should, mm-hmm. um, there's something that I really love about seeing something that's so well done. Um, and ev- the fact that everyone that has put Disney together has put their all into every single mm-hmm. thing. Well, it's excellence as worship, right? Yeah. I, that, yeah. Which is where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that we should ever do things halfway. If yeah. you know how to do them better, do it better. Right. Um, you were given an ability to do something. Yeah. Do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Because um, I believe that, you know, we all have God-given gifts and, um, you know, people are given gifts to different levels and mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, but I all I fully believe that when you are given a gift that you should do it to the level that you were given to that and then you should continue to foster that because you were given that gift as a gift. And no one else has it. And no one else has it the same as you. Yeah. Um, the world needs you to show up fully in that. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm unique and when I like when I step in to a Disney park, I immediately see how much 
intentionality goes into that all the way down to what color the the pavement is. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm like being serious about that. What color the trash cans are, what color, like it, mm-hmm. it all is, it all is part of it. And you learned a lot of this during our keys to the kingdom tour. Yeah. And like, these are yeah. things that I'm just like genuinely interested in. Yeah. Um, but it's people that have, have like creatively poured every single thing out of them and like, didn't say that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and absolutely it, like from a creativity standpoint, it makes it is inspiring and then absolutely excellence. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're called to do things to the best of our ability. Yeah. Um, and I see that very much played out there. Yeah. Um, specifically at the parks. And then of course, like I I my Disney's experience, like I I started with the parks. Like I liked the movies, the movies were cool, you know, but I started with the parks and I see how that that same spirit comes back across into the movies. Yes, that spirit of excellence. Yeah. That value of excellence. And um, if more people inside the church had that same mindset, like mm-hmm. how much how much more? I saw someone once who had just gone to a Coldplay concert and it blew their mind. Like I feel like everyone from TV Co. went to the Coldplay concert. But anyway, yeah. it said, if people in the church created like this, like why aren't we – it's because we've put Jesus in the box. I, that's what I think. I think we've. Put, it's not because we don't have the talents. Because people say good enough is good enough. Yes, and I think we've put Jesus Jesus in a box, in too much of a box, like a religious box, and it's kept like, it's kept our, um, our view of what's possible, of what we could do, um, limited. But also that same what you're saying too, like oh it's good enough. People are being stretched too thin. Yeah. You know, but um. You just don't, you just, yeah, you definitely just sense, like, the excellence and the intentionality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's there's many different things. That's that's the one that I'm I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. Um, What's another one? So I love seeing, like, trying to, like, seeing it through Joelle's eyes. Mm, like um, the, wand- the awe and wonder. The awe and wonder that, mm-hmm. that she sees and how we're then able to relay that back to, like, how she sees things spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we're like, okay, if that's that cool, how much cooler is Jesus? Yeah. Um, or who gave the people, the people who made this or the people who do this, like who gave them that ability in the first place? Yeah. You know, it's not even like, you don't even need to discount it at all. You say, you know what? Like who gave them that mind? Who mm. gave them that gifting? Who gave them that ability to think about things in such a intricate way? Like who gave them that work ethic to say, no, good enough isn't good enough. Like, we're going to yeah. be excellent. Like, who gave them that? Like, who wired them? God wired all of us. Mm-hmm. God wired all of those people. And so, like, you can't, you don't even need to discount it at all to that, to her. No. Like, it, it all points to God. It's like, somebody God made, made this, you know, yeah. or, or, or partnered together to make this. And it's just. And whether, yeah. the, and whether those people knew Jesus and were, doing their best unto man as unto God, or they didn't and they were just doing their best, that's still like they had that gift. Yeah. Um, well, it's like, yeah, like they have the anointing whether they're using it for the Lord or not. Like yeah. it's the same like someone who's a really good singer who doesn't know the or doesn't know the Lord, isn't walking with the Lord, or doesn't sing worship songs like Whitney Houston. She was anointed whether she knew it or not. So I think the same people, same with like the Imagineers and the storytellers and just yeah. everyone who's behind the scenes. 
Walt Disney himself. <laughs> um, I love that. Hopefully. Um, another moment that's really spiritual to me. I mean, there's a lot of it, obviously, and I totally agree with everything you said about the excellence as worship. Um, but one of the other things that's really spiritual to me, too, I was trying to explain this to a friend once, too, and I couldn't really convey it, but I feel like you'll understand what I'm saying. The moment in time when you're when the fireworks, it's the fireworks show, and the lights go down, everyone, for the most part, is quiet. The thing that bugs me the most is, as a side note, the thing that bugs me the most is people taking videos during the fireworks. Like, please, I can show you 20 YouTube videos that are going to be 20 times better than your, than your iPhone video. It's like people taking pictures of fireworks on the 4th of July. You'll never look at them again. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, I get it. Like, one or two for, like, the Insta. But, like, people are, like, with their iPads at Disney World are holding them up, recording the whole thing. And I'm like, please, let me just sh- – I'll send you the link to the YouTube videos. They're great. We watch them all the time. They're amazing. Just because – not because, like, I'm annoyed for myself. I've seen it enough. I'm like, I want you – to be in the moment, like put your device down and be in the moment right now. Because for me, when you're standing there and everyone, there's like hundreds of thousands of people, not hundreds, maybe tens of thousands of people. Everyone for the most part's quiet. We're all watching this spectacle that like minds have gone to create this amazing thing that like transcends all of my ability and understanding. And I'm like, this is so much bigger than me. It feels really like I don't know why it feels so spiritual to me and it makes me emotional now talking about it. It feels so uniting. Like we're all, we all want to believe in something bigger than us. Like we all want to believe in the good and we all want to have that odd wonder. And You know, you grow up and you like lose that, like, and you see it in a kid and like, you can take Joelle to Disney, you see it in her eyes and everyone wants to feel that. Like it's sad when that, when you lose that. But I feel like in those 20 minutes when you're at the fireworks show, like everyone is kind of getting a little taste of that if you're willing to see it that way, mm-hmm. if you're willing to step into that. But you can't really necessarily do that if your iPad's in the air and you're trying to record it for later. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm like, so I want you to put it down, not for me, but for you um, to just experience this, the music, the 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 animations, being with other people who love what you're, love Disney too. And like, just seeing all these stories come together and the fact that the fireworks show is actually a, a movie or a story in itself. You told me that and I didn't know that. I thought it was just like a collection of like all my favorite Disney moments with music. But the fact that it, the show itself is actually a, a sh- is actually like has a story in it. I'm like and it made it even better. Mm-hmm. So you recognize that made it even better. But every single thing, even rides have a story. I know. And like the, like the lines now. I didn't know that. The lines are usually the. Like the cue the setting up the, line. the cue. The cue. Yeah. The yeah. cue usually sets up the story that's for the amazing. ride. But yeah. So anyway, that's the spiritual moment that I think about too. Is like this like this, like something's bigger than us. We all want that feeling. And also, I know I'm rambling, but also like joy as like like prioritizing joy. Like we shouldn't feel bad that Disney brings us joy. Well, first of all, joy is a fruit of the spirit. Second of all, so like, so like, meaning is a fruit of the spirit. Meaning, Holy Spirit in us, God in us, gives us joy. So, can you have joy without going to Disney? Of course. Can you have joy at Disney? Of course. Mm -hmm. So, the fact that it brings us joy to be in a place that gives us these spiritual moments and these 
moments as a family and these moments of connection, even if people aren't spiritual or aren't religious, like having these moments as a family, like being joyful because you're with your family and you haven't been able to stop working for, you know, however many years. And this is the first vacation you've taken, or this is your first time, like people coming from across the world who are like, my dream was to go to Disney world. And now they're here, you know, like joy is not a bad thing. Like we should like, it doesn't need to be within the walls of the church for Christians to experience joy. Like, like you can experience joy in church for sure, but it's not the only place. Yeah. And, um, I feel like more passionate and more like unapologetic in that of like our family experiences a lot of joy at Disney Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'm not sorry about it because it's like, it's amazing. And there it's very, very, it's very, very deep to us. It's not surface level. Um, and we understand what a privilege it is to be able to do what we do. But anyway. Yeah. yeah and the, um, and <clears throat> why the, the church isn't the building. The church goes with you when we go. Right. And yeah. So we're the church at Disney. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when how. I, when how, I say after the fireworks out loud, thank you, Jesus, that we're at Disney. Like I said audibly, I think I, th- I think I made a point every 30 minutes when we were at Disney at Christmas. Thank you, Jesus, that we are at Christmas, that we are at Disney at Christmas time because mm-hmm. I was just so overwhelmed that we were there and that that happened and that we were able to do that and that you knew that about me and that God made it happen and all that stuff. Like, I'm like, you know what? I hope someone hears that and thinks, oh, what? Like, and doesn't just think I'm a crazy girl, but maybe thinks twice like, oh, why? You know, I don't know. I don't know what I want them to think, but, um, and I don't say it for anyone to hear it. I just, I, I, I really just did feel it, and I felt like I needed to say it. Thank you, Jesus, that we're at Disney at Christmas. But like after the fireworks, I'm like, thank you, Jesus, for I don't even know, just for this moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> for this moment with my family. The last time, you want to tell a story about what happened the last time with Joelle? Yeah, that made us both cry. So like we're sitting, we're both sitting here, like with tears in our eyes. But oh my gosh. Yeah. So. After it gets over, um, I'm crying. Yeah, Emily is checked out. Not not checked out. Not checked I out. I am totally checked. In. I'm dialed in. Yeah, dialed in, but very much like emotional. Yes, in my I'm in my feels. Yes, um, everyone around us is pushing and trying to get out, and that's a story for another day. Um, and Joelle just kind of don't be a fireworks pusher. Yeah, just stand and wait. Just just wait. Just 10 chill. I promise it'll be better. Breathe in the atmosphere. Just so, anyways, I'm. Ho- I'm holding Joelle, and she's kind of like looking around a little bit, and she just, on her own, leans in and gives me a hug, and she says, "Thank you, thank you for bringing me to the castle." And then she kissed you at the mm-hmm. feet, and then she did the same thing to you, and it's like no one prompted her to do that, and she's, you know, three and a half, and I'm like, I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is why we do this." Yeah, yeah, she gets it. Mm-hmm. She gets it. Yeah. So. Even if like her mind and heart aren't connected in that moment, getting it, like something in her. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like, this is a big deal. My family does this. Yeah. And it's special. Yeah. I always say there's two things that mean that she gets it. That's number one. And number two is, is that even though she lives in princess dresses and loves every princess, she still says Minnie's her favorite princess, which I think is, it takes a lot of people a long time to, to realize the OGs. that Elsa and Anna don't exist without Minnie. Right. I mean, they're amazing. I yeah. love them. But yeah, they don't exist without Minnie. Um, okay. So I want to just preview. Re- I want to shift gears a little bit from Disney World to kind of preview some of our mu- movie discussion. So um, like, for instance, 
you and I watched together, The Making of Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like, I knew I knew something like this was going to be coming and I wanted to discuss these movies in depth. But it wasn't really until The Making of Frozen 2 that I was like, oh, wow. Like, we have to do this because just to see, like, that was just so cool. Like, on Disney Plus, if, any, if you haven't seen it yet, The Making of Frozen 2, like, Mitchell said, don't watch this without me tomorrow when I'm at work. Like, wait for me. <laughs> Didn't you have a work trip too that you were gone for like a night or two and like you told Maybe me not to watch like, it without yeah, you? you? Can. Yeah, um, but it was amazing like to see like show yourself almost not make the movie and like just where it's to see people pour everything they have and not accept um, anything less than the absolute best that they yeah. can get out of each other. Yeah, meaning like they're pushing each other to do better than they yep. think they can. Yeah. Um, is incredible. Yeah, like the directors of that movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was amazing. So watching that was kind of like, okay, there there is there is what I thought was behind these movies is there because like it, that kind of showed like the intentionality and that excellence and that all of that. Like watching that that behind the scenes I was like, okay. So these things I'm sensing about these movies that I want to talk about and dive into, like those are there. So that was kind of like the first like aha moment. Um Another really funny movie, not well, funny movie experience, I guess I'll say. Um, we're going to talk about the entire Toy Story franchise because, one, your mom refuses to watch it, which is still just criminal to me. I'm going to blast her on the podcast right now and just say, like, yeah. that's that's a travesty in and of itself. It is, it is my... You have to let yourself feel all the feels. It is be my goal to, to get your mom to watch the Toy Story franchise and appreciate it for all it is because it is incredible. It is incredible. It is amazing. But anyway, um, one of the funny um, stories or funny moments or funny, I don't know what to really explain it, but funny aspects of me, I guess, is um, the ending of Toy Story 4. I talked about this in the first episode, kind of. But explain how funny you think it is that I don't even have to be, like, watching it. I can just hear it and cry. Yeah. Or I cannot hear it. Or vice versa. Or if Joelle's watching it on the plane and I'm seeing it, I cry. Yeah. Joelle likes Toy Story 4 a lot because she loves Bo Peep, so it, hap- it we plays all the time. Which Bo Peep, I'm going to feature her in my Heroes of Disney. Her- no, Heroines of Disney. Yeah. Bo Peep's great. Podcast, but um, anyway. Especially the way they kind of like redeemed that character from like the ni- early 90s way she came out. to Damsel in distress. Yeah, to being like the star female lead. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Joelle watches it a lot, and at the end, um, which... I guess it's been out long enough if you haven't seen it. Sorry. But at the end, when Woody decides that he's leaving Bonnie and the rest of the toys and staying with Bo Peep, um, and Buzz said he's not lost anymore. Uh, like, is, is Woody a lost toy? He said, not anymore. Because everyone said, everyone told me, don't watch Toy Story 4 because Woody becomes a lost toy. And I'm like, uh-huh. what you don't understand is he was a lost, when he left, when, when Andy he left, left Andy, he, was Andy he was a lost toy. Yeah. And for him to realize that, like, his purpose was fulfilled and, like, your purpose fulfilled, Woody, I know what you are. Trash! <laughs> yeah. Orky. So anyways, um, no matter what, like, if Joelle's watching it on her tablet on the plane with her headphones on and Emily can just kind of see it out of the corner of her eye or if Emily's making dinner or doing something else or on the phone with whatever and it's playing across the room and that scene comes up, Emily will immediately stop whatever she's doing and because she'll be the crying. The one where, where Buzz says she'll be fine. Yeah. Bonnie will be fine. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> and how Buzz had to learn to step up to be the, cause he was going to be the room leader now. Like, 
Oh my gosh. Okay, we're going to talk about the entire Toy Story franchise, but I just wanted to give a little teaser for that one because it's, I think it's just kind of comical, like how emotional it makes me. Why do you think it makes me so emotional? Do you think that's just who I am? Like, I'm not... Would you consider me a very emotional person? Yes. Like, cry emotional? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I am. Sure. Okay. Um, no. Now that we settled that. <laughs> no, it, it's it's in a nutshell, because we won't talk about it here, but um, it's because Woody's purpose that he's been trying to figure out for the last two movies, because Andy left in the end of two. Um, end of three. End of... To, well, he was kind of checked out in three. Yeah, of that because they go to the they go to the daycare. Yeah, um, and he goes to college, and um, so for the past two movies, he's trying to figure out what he's doing with himself, and his yeah. purpose is finally fulfilled. Mm-hmm. He finds himself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So the other one, we'll, we'll have an episode for this too. But like Disney, Disney Junior um, deserves its own section of the podcast for sure. For sure. Um, because it plays a lot in our house. But can we just have a side, quick sidebar to talk about how awesome of a show Fancy Nancy is? Like, yeah. we'll have moments in parenting where we're like, no, Mitchell, be more like Doug. Or you'll be like, hey, remember what Claire Clancy did when Nancy did this with Frenchie? And and I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. Like, we've taken cues from them. Yeah. It is great. I feel and like- it makes Joelle look really cool. Not that it matters what she looks like, but she's like learning French. Yeah. We she'll should- come up to me and be like, See who play? We we showed Joel Fancy Nancy because neither of us I don't I had never seen it. I didn't know anything about it, but I knew Nancy was maybe gonna I just knew the books. I knew Nancy was gonna be I didn't know they had redone it. One of the character dining things we were Mm -hmm. gonna be at. And I was like, okay, she should maybe see who this is. We watched an episode and then she was obsessed. Um I'm convinced that the writers of that show have written a lot of those stories, like they pick up the story, but then they add the actual pieces of how things happened from pieces of their own life and they I feel like they may have inserted their own parenting wins or parenting fails and rewritten them the way that they hoped that they would have gone so um that's amazing yeah yeah I love that and just to see like the way their parents react to things and the way that they handle things like when Nancy wrecks the entire house because she's trying to help her mom take a rest because she's sick yeah. And the way the dad comes in and immediately his face is like, what just happened to here? But he, he doesn't, never says anything like that. He sees the heart. She's he sees, trying. Yeah. He yeah. sees the heart and, and it's immediately like, okay, it's incredible job. that you did this. Like, thank you so much. I'm sure mom is going to feel so much better, so much quicker because of this. Yeah. Let me, and, is it okay if I help you? So he has the reaction, yeah. but he keeps like, he's like, takes a minute to think. I'm like, those are like the ways that, you know, I want to react when Joelle does that kind of yeah, stuff. So totally. He doesn't, they don't ever crush Nancy's yeah. spirit, you know? Yeah. So more intentional things. Like, they don't just write Nancy's storyline, they write the parents' storyline, too. Right. Yes. They say, how do we want the parents to react? Anyway, so we'll talk more about that. But I just wanted to give a quick sidebar um, about that. Um, okay. So wrapping up, because um, obviously this podcast is Pixie Dust and the Faith stuff mm-hmm. coming together. Um, and I got to share in the first episode why I felt like that was so important. And we maybe alluded to it a little bit, but... Just before we get into our last couple of things, why do you feel like connecting the dots between Disney and our faith in Jesus and a spirit-filled life is so important? I feel like, like why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't why shouldn't we separate them? Yeah, Say, I, you love Jesus over here, you do Disney over here. Like why? 
Yeah. Could we? I think my answer is going to be very similar to yours. Maybe just word a little differently. Um, but if everything is sacred, but we live in the world, we're only one person. So everything is like, we, we are the same people that love Jesus at Disney and we love Jesus at home. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. Like it's not like with us to Disney, right? Um, and you can't separate yourself. No, you're you're you can't separate. You can't separate um, the things you love and um, who you are in church. Exactly. Like yeah. it's not like we're one way on Sunday and one way the rest of the, the week. Mm-hmm. We're the same person. Whoever. I love Disney when I'm at church. I bring my Disney purse to church for sure. And there are other people that are the same. <laughs> um, I've talked about Disney at church. Yeah, a lot. Um, and I've talked about Jesus at Disney, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like number one, obviously we've, we've talked a lot about how there are spiritual parallels and, and things. Um, we're one person, no matter what, um, every, and we had our, we've talked about in our church, how everything is spiritual. Um, the spirit is with us every Moment of every day. Well, you have a spirit. So yeah. Everything in your life is therefore sacred. You know, exactly. I, you yeah. know what I mean? Or st- is therefore spiritual. So why would why would um, us loving Disney be any different? Right. So. I agree. Um, I think part of what's and, – and we talked about this earlier, but I want to give it another shout out before we wrap up. Part of what's made our family thrive so much at Disney has honestly been the resources – um, that we have in the travel agents we know. So I just want to, again, if we didn't give her enough a shout out earlier, shout out to Christy Sullivan, who has helped us in more ways than I can even begin to count. Um, I absolutely love her and hope, um, I hope that we can have her on the podcast at some point. I'm just going to put that out there into the world and just, um, prophesy it that she will be on the podcast. Um, and also to my sweet friend, Gabby Jones, she did our couples trip She's also a Disney girl, um, has had very special moments at Disney, um, and she's a travel planner extraordinaire. And I asked her to be on the show, so hopefully in future episodes, she will also be on the show to share um, some of her special um, – her special. I want her to talk about her special moments at Disney and just um, all the things. So they have both contributed to making Disney World a place where our family can thrive, so um, I'm very excited about – future episodes with them and some other special guests hopefully soon. So um, in future episodes, we'll discuss movies like Moana. I know I keep talking mm-hmm. about it. You were the one actually first who said Moana changed your life. And I'm like, you know what? It did. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to hear why you say that. Okay. On the Moana episode, we're going to have Mitchell dissect why he says that and see if it matches why I think. <laughs> um. But like, okay, so Moana, obviously, Frozen 1, like letting it go and, um, you know, being true to who God made you to be, like, hello, that's as spiritual as you can be. Um, Like, and being driven by love instead of fear. Like, fear made her powers worse, but love melted. Come on. Um, Frozen 2 and like the generational impacts, like generational curses, generational things that you have to like see how they show up in your life growing into yourself and out of codependence, like Anna became less codependent on Elsa. In Kanto, like the miracles and the spiritual gifts and being enough all on your own, Toy Story 4 and Seasons of Life. Okay, I'm getting excited. I'm going to talk about all. I've, if, I, if I'm not careful, I'll just go into all of them right now. So, 
Anyway, that's what's coming. <laughs> you're a guest. I mean, technically, you're really involved in the podcast, but you're still a guest. So there are four questions I have to ask in a kind of rapid fire way. So yep. I don't want you to think too much about them, but I'm just going to ask you. Um, and it can be just like where you're at right now. So favorite Disney movie? Um, right now. So a lot of times I will say Treasure Planet. Like all-time favorite Treasure Planet, maybe? I don't know if it's all-time favorite, but I love it. Okay. And I recently watched it. I think it's super underrated. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know that you've actually ever seen it. No. Um, I haven't. I have not yeah. seen all the every Disney movie ever made. Um, I would say that. I also... There are a lot of others I like, but I think right now I actually really like Moana. Moana. Great. Okay. Favorite Disney character? It's a different question. <laughs> okay, that's a good answer. No, or Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He's so well done. Even at Disney World, I'm like, you're Johnny Depp. Are you Johnny Depp? Are you? I can't tell. I can't tell the difference. Um, favorite Disney World treat or food item? Because you're not really a treats guy, but you like some food items. Um, You can only pick one. Cheeseburger spring roll. Cheeseburger spring roll. That beats a Mickey pretzel for you, does it? Right now, yeah. Oh! <gasps> Okay, unless we overdo the cheeseburger spring rolls, but we very well could. I think we did them twice last time. Yeah, they're great. That's great. Okay. I um, love I love a lot of stuff at, okay. at Epcot, though. Cheeseburger so. spring – yeah, Epcot's great. The orange slushy drink and the moonshine sour at in, in the USA at Epcot is to die for. We've tried to recreate it at home. It's just not the same. It's still good. Yours is good, but it's not the same. Um, the cheeseburger spring rolls we're talking about are at the cart before you get to Adventureland. If you're going to Disney – and the cheeseburger spring roll sounds interesting to you. It's at a little cart on the right side of the path before you get to Adventureland. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Last question. Favorite Disney World ride or experience? Ride or experience? Um, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's. I love that ride. Yeah. Uh, Flight of Passage is still my favorite, I think. But Guardians is great. Peter Quill actually might be my that actually might be my favorite character right now, too. Who is that? Um, Chris Pratt. <gasps> I love Chris Pratt from yeah. the, because of the dinosaur movies I like. but um, That's universal. We don't talk about that here. I know. I know. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. <sighs> well, Mitchell, you're my favorite person to go to Disney with. Even more than Joelle? Um, it's different. That's fair. You're my first favorite person to go to Disney with. You're still my favorite. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on this side of the camera to talk to me mm -hmm. for my second episode. You were supposed to be my first episode. You were supposed to be my first. <laughs> but you encouraged me to do the first one by myself, which I think was good. But this was good, too, um, to talk about what it means to us as a family. Because people see us go all the time and think, what the heck are they doing? Now I hope they know. It's deeper than yeah. the steals just taking lots of vacations. Yeah. Um, thank you for being on this episode. Um, that is all we have for episode two. Um, stay tuned very soon for episode three, which is going to be all about dun, 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 the live action Little Mermaid. I'm so excited. <laughs> There's a special guest for that one, too. And it is. Oh, my gosh. I can't say it's my favorite episode because I've like I'm liking them all so much so far, but it's really good, and it's with one of my favorite people in the world. So 
that's coming soon too but this was episode two with mitchell thank you for coming honey i love you you are the magic Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. At the end of each episode, I have a little blessing, a pixie dust prayer, if you will, that I hope encourages you as you go about your day. May we embrace the unique gifts that we've been given and do our best to steward them. The world needs what we have inside of us, and we owe it to ourselves and to our creator to show up with our best, even if that looks different than anyone else, and even if our best looks different in different seasons or on different days. May we be intentional about seeing the people right in front of us, our families. And may we not take a moment spent together for granted. May we all find what sets our souls on fire and what unites us as a family. Find what brings your family joy and unity and fully lean in. May we remember that Jesus goes with us everywhere. He is outside the four walls of a church. He is right there with you to show you unique perspectives and bring you into new experiences. He brings his love to the forefront through seemingly ordinary things in everyday life. May we look to Jesus in all things and see how he longs for us to know him, and he uses the things we love to reveal more unique aspects of himself. May we embrace who it is we truly are and the beauty, creativity, and yes, magic that lives inside each of us. Thank you so much for tuning into the Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust podcast. I really hope this conversation brought some joy and inspiration to your day and caused you to stop and consider how Jesus is revealing himself to you through the things that you love, even Disney. No matter where you are at in your faith journey, you've got a friend in me here at Faith Stuff and Pixie Dust. See you soon. Bye.